This is New Bedford's News Talk Station, the place where the South Coast comes to talk about all the hottest issues locally and beyond. This is WBSM. Call in to have your voice heard at 508-996-0500 or open up the WBSM app and hit app chat to text us or open line to leave us a voicemail. Let's hear it, South Coast. And good morning. Happy Friday to you. Hope it is starting off well. Probably better than it's starting off for Christmas tree shops and their employees. I was just, um, I just happened to turn and look at, I got Channel 12 up on the TV here in the studio. And I happen to turn around and I see them doing a live shot in front of a Christmas tree shop. And I look and I'm like, oh, that's, they're, they're at the Sagamore one. That's an odd choice considering that one was already closing before the announcement of the, um, of the liquidations. So I was like, that's, that's really weird that they would go all the way down, you know, for a live shot at, at six in the morning to, to Sagamore. And then I see the Chiron underneath says Warwick. And I, I, I took a deep, and I was like, well, that, that isn't the Sagamore one. I had no idea that the Warwick Christmas tree shop looks like the Sagamore one with the thatched roof. I don't, it didn't look like it has the, uh, the windmill, but, uh, yeah, sad news for Christmas tree shop fans. It looks like you are SOL. Nobody stepped forward to buy the company. Uh, I, I was hoping maybe some of you might pool your your resources, right? Some of you might have said, well, I, I don't know. I can kick in like 50 bucks and I can kick in 100 bucks. But considering how much you probably spent at the Christmas tree shops over the years, right, for stuff that you didn't really need, but that when you got in there, you realized you wanted. So... It looks like things are not going to go well there and that they're going to start. Actually, they started liquidating the stores. Unfortunately, all of the employees will have to find new jobs. And keep this in mind, too. For the Christmas tree shops, it's not just about the folks who work in the stores. The company is based in Middleborough, and there are a lot of people locally that work there in the distribution center, in the offices. In fact, I know people here locally that work in the offices I know people who I worked with uh, because, you know, my last cooking job before I came here full time was for a company that was that's that staffs cafeterias. It was a a corporate cooking company. It was my least favorite job I've ever had. But um, I had to work out of the Talbot's distribution center, also now closed and um, had nothing to do with my food, though. And a lot of the folks that work there, I know even when I was there. And, you know, I left there at uh, the end of 2016. There were people there that had left and gone to work at Christmas tree shops and their distribution center just a couple miles down the road. And also when the Talbot's distribution center closed, there were people that went over there looking for, you know, continued employment. So it's not just the people that work in the stores, the closing of the distribution center and the offices, excuse me, has a very, um, a very deep impact here on the local area. So well, think about that while you're out there getting yourself those those deals. Although I was talking to somebody who is a one of the many Christmas tree shops super fans that I know. And the uh, the person was telling me, well, I, you know, I've, I've gone to a couple stores already. And I said, wait a minute, wait a minute. You went to a couple of Stores already? They've just started. I know, but I wanted to get all the stuff as early as I could. Mm, okay. 
I get it. You want to get there before somebody else has cleared out all the good stuff. And they said that um, all the good stuff was already gone. So I don't know if that has to do with, you know, a, a liquidation deal with a company like Job Lot or Big Lots where, you know, they want to buy specific items from you to be able to, to, to put into their stores. So maybe they had to pull some of that stuff off the shelves. But it's also when you think about it, it is the time of year where they would have been putting out all the stuff for the tourists. So are, are they still going to follow through with that? One person who doesn't live in the area anymore had moved down to, I think, Georgia and says they go to one in... No, I'm sorry. Sorry, she's going she's gonna to kill me for getting... She lives in either South Carolina or North Carolina. And whichever one she lives in, she said he had to go to the, to the other Carolina to go to the Christmas tree shops, that they had one there. Another friend says, oh, well, you know, I moved out to the Midwest years ago, but whenever I go back, I always go to the Christmas tree shops because that's where I buy my saltwater taffy. You can, you can, you can get saltwater taffy online. There's a million places across the Cape that sell saltwater taffy. You don't, you don't need to go to the Christmas tree shops to get it, but I guess it was, you know, a specific brand or, and if you remember, like, I don't think it even had a brand on it. I think it just was a white box, blue letters said saltwater taffy on it. I like taffy enough. Like, if you give me a piece, I'll probably chew it, but I have never actively gone out and bought saltwater taffy before. I don't even think all those years that Kenny's was open on the Onset Pier, famous for its saltwater taffy. I don't think I ever went there and bought any. And if I did, I might have bought it by the piece. Oh, I'm pretty sure all the saltwater taffy I've ever had in my life was from somebody saying, here, want a piece of taffy? Because I'm, I'm not, not an active taffy shopper. All right, well, we've got a bear update for you. And part of this, you heard Adam Bass mention in the news that there is a bear that has been spotted in Sandwich. Now, in the report, it said that, you know, there was a bear spotted on the Cape in 2010, and it was the first bear that was seen there in 50 years. Uh, they're talking about the Cape Cod bear. That's, that's what we've referred to him as over the years. And if you remember, this bear, they actually caught this bear on the bridge surveillance cameras walking over the bridge. But now you're going to start to see more of them because there was a bear the other day in Plymouth, and we talked about this yesterday. There was a bear that uh, had been walking down Route 3 in the area of Clark Road. Now that is... I... I don't know off the top of my head, but I would say less than five miles from the Sagamore Bridge. Probably, probably much less than five miles, I think. Might be like three miles. So you're talking about for a bear and how fast bears can move, you know, just a couple, couple minutes travel distance. 
So that's where the bear was seen. And as we reported yesterday, someone had, another radio station had reported that a person had struck the bear with their vehicle. And I had reached out to Mass Wildlife to get some more information about the bear, about the condition of the bear, if they'd found the bear, all that kind of stuff. And Mass Wildlife told me that they were actually refuting the idea that the bear was struck because their district manager had gone out and found the bear and he showed zero signs of injury. Well, yesterday, and I put the story out and I felt kind of bad because, you know, this other radio station, it's one of our former news people that works there and You know, I gave him the heads up and said, you know, I'm going to be publishing the story because, you know, Mass Wildlife is refuting what you were reporting. But it wasn't really the station that was saying it. It was what Mass State Police had told the station. So, you know, I just made sure I was clear about that in the story. I never like to, well, I shouldn't say I never like to refute other outlets reporting. There were a few that I do. But in this particular case, you know, I wasn't trying to stick it to anybody. This is just the information that Mass Wildlife had given me. So I put that story out yesterday. The other radio station took down their story about it. And then unsolicited yesterday, I get an email from Mass Wildlife telling me, it turns out that the bear was struck by a vehicle, but it was okay. The bear like was hit, went down on the ground, it was stunned. And then it got up and walked away. But they have no reason to believe there's anything wrong with the bear. The bear is going to be okay. The car just had a couple dents in it. So it kind of grazed the bear. Didn't didn't hit the bear head on. And I don't, I mean, I don't want to cast aspersions on mass wildlife. They do a great job. But people are questioning their knowledge of, of what's going on with the bears. Because... First, they told us there was only one bear when people were very confident that there was more than one bear. Then they told us there's two in the area, and I'm pretty sure that people aren't buying that either. They have been telling us about how, hey, bears are going to be around here. We're going to have bears every year during mating season at least, and then they may actually be permanently settling in the area that it just takes a female coming down here and then you'll have bears here on a regular basis. Now, there have been numerous people on social media who have reported seeing bear cubs that have said that they've seen mother bears walking with the cubs. I have seen no photos or videos of that. Mass Wildlife would not confirm that. They had no reports of that. So I think there is a lot of public speculation or just intentional misinformation. But then this situation, oh, then then there was the story of the bear being shot. And thankfully, Mass Wildlife was able to debunk that and saying, no, it was beanbags. They shot beanbags at the bear to scare it. Nobody shot the bear. And then now we have this incident with the the car striking it. And Mass Wildlife having to walk back what they said. So I think people are like questioning Mass Wildlife over this. And I don't think that that's fair. Because what's really happening here is you're getting... like It was not a very scientific process the way that they debunked the bear being struck by by a car. They basically said that uh, the district manager went out, drove around, looked for the bear, found the bear, 
observed the bear, said, man, it looks fine to me. Probably wasn't struck by a car then. But then I guess they talked to the person that did it, and who who knows the the exact specifics of what happened. But to me, that's them coming forward and saying, hey, you know, we, we made a mistake. Here's the right information. Because you're getting that information second, third hand. So if you haven't really done any investigating and the no, local media calls you for comment, you're going to tell them just what you know at that time. And so I think that people are kind of giving them an unfair rap here when they're just trying to do the best they can with something that is, yes, in their wheelhouse. They know about bears. No matter what you think, no matter what comments you're reading on social media, the people at Mass Wildlife know more about bears than you. But what they don't know about are bears on the south coast and on the south shore because it's a relatively new phenomenon and they're still tracking them and learning about their habits, what they're doing down here, where they're going. So they're learning everything in real time just as we are. But now also, let's not lose sight of the fact that a bear was on Route 3 in Plymouth and struck by a car. What does that mean? That means that that's, first of all, the second bear that we know of in the area that was struck by a car because in 2021... Boo Boo the bear was struck by a van on 195 in Marion. And he got up and walked away, but died a few days later. So the lesson to take away from this isn't whether or not Mass Wildlife was right about it, whether or not the, the crash actually happened. The bottom line is bears are walking out onto the highway. And you need to be vigilant about that. You already know from living in this area, as long as you have, and driving in this area as long as you have, what can happen if a deer runs out into the road while you're driving down the highway? Matt Moniz, my spooky South Coast co-host, he found out about that. He was driving in his Mercedes, knowing Matt Moniz going too fast. He had just left the station after a spooky South Coast, so it was about you know 12.30 in the morning. He's Gets on the highway in Fairhaven, heading back toward, you know, Wareham. A deer jumps out into the road. He hits it. And the impact from that was so hard that his radiator, which, as you know, is in the front of the vehicle, the radiator was pushed into his dashboard. That's how bad the damage was from striking a deer. So now swap that out with a black bear and the size of that animal. And that could have been, you know, direct damage to the driver. So we've got to learn to be careful about it and to keep an eye out and be vigilant. Now, are they as, as populated as the deer here? No, but there may come a day where they are. And also, it doesn't matter how many around are around. It matters how many are in the road in front of you when you're flying down the highway. So that's the, the, the real lesson to take away from the story is watch out for bears in the road. 508-996-0500. I'm going to take my first break. 
You can also send us app chat messages on the WBSM app. You can also send us open line voicemails on the WBSM app. We love to have you uh, interact with our technology and utilize that in the program. And all of that stuff is brought to you by our friends at South Coast Towing. They sponsor the WBSM app and they make it all possible. We'll be right back in just a few moments. I'm not sure you can say those things anymore. But Joe Jesus' 50s night is returning to downtown New Bedford on Thursday, July 20th. And to get the party rocking, we here at WBSM will be throwing it back to the 50s with a special broadcast before, during, and after the event. We'll be spinning all the stacks of wax, all the platters that matter, right here on 1420 AM, 99.5 FM, and on the WBSM app. We'll be playing exclusively 50s tunes that the whole family can enjoy from 3 to 10 p.m. You're going to hear all the hits you're expecting to hear from 3 to 10 p.m. And that'll be followed by a special two hours of backseat music from Mom and Pop from 10 to midnight. This special broadcast is brought to you by our community sponsors, Leech Auto Body, Shooting Supply, Empire Ford Inc. of Fall River, which was formerly known as First Ford, and Market Basket. So uh, looking forward to that. We will uh, have a lot of fun on 50s night on Thursday, July 20th. Now let's go into the newsroom with Adam Bass. The United States will be arming Ukraine with cluster bombs. The Pentagon is expected to announce today that President Biden has approved Ukraine's request for the weapons. The provision will bypass a U.S. law prohibiting the production, use, or transfer of cluster munitions, which are banned by most countries in the world. The announcement comes as concerns are rising over Ukraine's lagging counteroffensive against dug-in Russian troops and its dwindling stocks of artillery. Treasury Secretary Janet Yellen is defending American industry during her trip to China. Yellen spoke in Beijing today at an event held by the American Chamber of Commerce and said she's been particularly troubled by punitive actions that have, taken, that have been taken against the U.S. firms in recent months. She said her meetings with her Chinese counterparts, she's been sharing the concerns of U.S. business com community like China's use of expanded subsidies for state-owned enterprises and barriers to market access for foreign firms. Last year, the Biden administration imposed restrictions on China's access to U.S. chip technology. President Biden is calling out Republicans who previously voted against his economic agenda. Those members of Congress who voted against it suddenly realize how great it is, and they're bragging about it. While speaking from a manufacturing plant in South Carolina, the president named congressional Republicans who voted against his Signature Inflation Reduction Act or bipartisan infrastructure law. He mentioned Alabama Senator Tommy Tuberville, who last month praised the $1.4 billion in federal funds for his state that is set to receive for expanded broadband internet. The funding was author authorized through the $1 trillion bipartisan infrastructure law Tuberville voted against. President Biden says he's fine with that because he's a president for Americans. 
27 people are in the hospital after two buses collide in New York City. Authorities say a city bus collided with a double-decker tour bus in Manhattan last night, injuring dozens of people. New York fire officials say they believe all victims will survive and that most of the injuries were cuts and scrapes with just a few broken bones. Reports say that the small bag of cocaine found in the White House was discovered in a different area than previously reported. Mark Mayfield has more. NBC News reports it was found in a cubby near the White House West Executive entrance, not the formal West Wing. The area is on the same floor as the Situation Room and a dining area and is a heavily trafficked area used by staff and military and facilities operations employees. The bag is being tested for DNA and fingerprints and the investigation could be completed by Monday. Investigators are also reviewing security camera footage from the area. I'm Mark Mayfield. And Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau would really like Taylor Swift to bring her tour to the Great White North. He took to Twitter on Wednesday after the pop superstar announced 14 new stops on her Eras tour in Europe. He said, it's me, hi, and I know places in Canada that would love to have you, so don't make it another cruel summer. We hope to see you soon. He was referencing Swift's 2019 hit, Cruel Summer. In sports, the Red Sox won their game against the Texas Rangers last night with a score of 10-6. The Sox will host the Oakland Athletics tonight at Fenway Park, first pitch at 7-10 p.m. And now here's your ABC6 local weather forecast. We'll finish the week with another hazy, hot, and humid day with a high topping out near 88. For tonight, increasing clouds, your low near 69. Saturday, partly sunny with a chance of an afternoon shower or thunderstorm, your high 86. And for Sunday, mostly cloudy with a slight chance of a shower or thunderstorm, your high near 81. Be sure to watch ABC6 for my full seven-day forecast. From the ABC6 Weather Center, I'm meteorologist Kelly Bates on New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. It's currently 72 degrees right now in New Bedford. I'm Adam Bass, WBSM News. Stay up to date with New Bedford's News Talk Station, 1420 WBSM. And get breaking news alerts and podcasts with the WBSM app. Welcome back. We have the phone lines open at 508-996-0500. We have the app chat and the open line voicemails open through the WBSM app. And later on in the program, in the 8 o'clock hour, we're going to be joined for our weekly segment with New Bedford City Council President Linda Morad. And joining her this week will be Ward 1 Councilor Brad Markey. We're going to talk about, certainly we're going to talk trash. Because I, I want to get their takes on the way that things went down with E.L. Harvey. Uh, I heard the mayor with Marcus and Chris on Wednesday, and it seems like the mayor's comments, although somewhat guarded, seem to contradict what the app chatter was telling us, uh, who had said that they had inside knowledge of the situation with E.L. Harvey that they were having struggles because some of the drivers had already accepted jobs with capital before the end of the Harvey contract. And so that led to a lot of them not calling in. And that's why barrels weren't picked up. Trash wasn't picked up. Yard waste wasn't picked up. The mayor 
seemed to not want to give them a pass for that. That he was, you know, basically saying that he was disappointed and how it ended. And so, I mean, I, I guess I understand the position that Harvey was in, but also, you know, you, you, you have a contract and you have to live up to that contract till the very minute that it ends. You don't get to mail it in for the last week because you're not renewing and, oh, people aren't showing up. And uh, no, you have a contract. You have to live up to that. And so I, I don't. I don't um, begrudge the, the employees who tried their hardest to get things done in that final week. But, you know, the mayor's right as well. It, it, that's not the city's problem. That's not the resident's problem. They paid for a service. You needed to find a way to deliver. If that meant pulling people from other routes and, and getting to other routes later, I don't know. But anyway, that's a whole different story. Uh, again, it's easy to say that when you're kind of armchair quarterbacking the whole thing. And Monday morning quarterbacking the whole thing after the fact. So I think that um, it'll be interesting to hear the counselor's take on that. Because as has been discussed, the administration does not have to run that contract by the city council. That's something that they can negotiate on their own. They don't even have to accept. They don't even have to go through a bidding process for it either. Under state law, but they chose to, they chose to anyway. And, um, you know, made made that process public after the fact. So I think that there's a lot that the counselors probably have to say about that. Also, we will talk with them about some of the upcoming meetings. There wasn't a lot going on this week, obviously, with the holiday. So we'll talk to them about some of the upcoming meetings. I also want to say that um, I was getting some comments from people and, and on the stories across social media about yesterday's discussion with Ian Abreu regarding the release of Silmo Strawberry. And a lot of folks who I, I guess didn't read the story or hear the interview or listen to the podcast have been asking about, well, when can we expect it on the store shelves? And as, uh, as Ian told us yesterday, you know, they're, they're doing this launch this weekend at the Whaling City Festival. So if you want to go and try it, if you want to go and buy a pint, you can go to the Whaling City Festival for the remainder of the weekend. They'll be there but that he's in the process of getting it on the shelves in the stores next to the uh, coffee flavor. So it's going to take a little bit, but they are in the process of getting that done. He said they'll also have it up soon on their website, smilewithsilmo.com, so you can order it there as well. So hopefully that answers the question for anybody, because I was kind of like trying to respond to everybody that asked individually, like the info is in the story. And it's still amazing to me. Here we are, you know, this week, the last couple of days, we've had the launch of Threads, a new social media service. Uh, we've had the story that you probably heard in the news that Elon Musk is considering a lawsuit against Meta for Threads because he's saying that it uses proprietary information and that they hired away so whether they they uh, you know basically they hired former Twitter employees to get Twitter secrets. Well, first of all, Elon, maybe you shouldn't have gone in and cleaned house. Secondly, okay, but they're the ones that breached a contract if they went in and gave them secrets. And also there's a number of other Twitter clones out there. Why are you targeting this one? Is it because you feel threatened by it? And so we'll we'll have to see how that 
shakes out, I don't think they're going to go forward with a lawsuit because I don't I don't think that they would win. And also, you're a real tough guy, you know, coming in and threatening a lawsuit for something that you bought, not that you created, that you bought after somebody else had already put in the time to create. And that you have consistently made worse since you took it over. So let's see how that shakes out. Go ahead and sue them. You know what you're going to do? You're going to just give more publicity to threads, which so far I, I am liking it. I'm just trying to figure it all out. It's kind of hard to figure out how to follow somebody if you don't already follow them. And I don't know, the whole thing is a little bit, you know, new and different. So it's going to take me a little time to get used to it. I still don't know how to get into brand accounts. I know they exist because I see brand accounts unless people are running those as their own personal accounts. But I'm, I'm, you know, we've got the WBSM Instagram. I'm trying to get on there with threads, but, you know, we'll figure all that stuff out. Maybe you're enjoying it. Let me know. I'll be interested in hearing Jessica's take when she comes back from vacation. She'll be back next week. I think, think she's back in tomorrow. I'll double check with her. But uh, we will have a best of Howie tonight. But I mentioned getting her take because she's pretty active on Twitter. So I don't know if she's had a chance to check it out yet, being on vacation, if she's had a chance to go over to threads and what she thinks of it, or if she's even going to. You know, I've seen a lot of people say, nah, there's just too much social media. Like, that's enough. I don't need one more account. And then I laugh because the people who were saying those things are the people who put every moment of their life on social media. I put every meal, but these people put every moment of their lives on social media. So, of course, you're going to go on to it. Of course, you're going to get a Blue Sky account when somebody gives you the invite for Blue Sky. I forget what the other one's called that's coming out soon, but of course you're going to. Trying to take that that stance of, oh, the last thing we need is another social media. I'm done with all this. I saw someone who is in the paranormal world who put that up the other day. He put up. You know, resist the urge to, to join another social media platform. It's just, you know, part of how they want to distract you and all this kind of stuff. And I was like, dude, your entire career is based off the following that you have on social media. Nobody would know who you are if you hadn't gone on social media, interacted with other people in the paranormal world to get that rub from them. And then, you know, portrayed yourself as a celebrity because you talk to other quote unquote celebrities on social media. Like you... Whoever you think you are wouldn't exist without social media. And the people who you think are reading your statements about this wouldn't be there if not for social media. So uh, hold off on the edgelord stuff. You know, let people use it if they want to. And if you don't want to, fine. That's good. That's great for you. You know, the same thing. I heard Barry yesterday talking with, uh, with the callers about how they, you know, they won't go to Target anymore. They won't drink Bud Light anymore because, you know, they don't agree with their principles. Okay, fine. D- don't go. I will use that line of, it's, you know, it's not an airport. You don't need to announce your departure. Nobody cares. But then also, don't fault somebody when they say, well, I don't want to go to Chick-fil-A because I don't agree with, their, I don't agree with what they support.
when, when, when people say, ah, you know, I don't want to go to the, you know, whatever that store was the guy owned that was a January 6th rioter. I, I don't want to go to that store anymore. Okay, fine. Again, I go back to, to either side of it. It's not an airport. Don't care. Don't care if you're going to use threads. Happy if you do. If you do, follow me and I'll follow you. But otherwise... We, we we don't we don't need to hear your opinions on it. And that's that's the other thing too. There's a huge wave of killjoy moments on social media now. It's like everybody who has the momentary joy of experiencing something new. There's gotta be somebody on there to say, Yeah, it's not as good as you think it is. Like I saw that happen with Indiana Jones. Where people were like, wow, they'd put a post up. Wow, I really enjoyed that Indiana Jones movie. It was great for a couple of hours to just go back to my childhood. And then somebody has to come in with a comment like, yeah, it would have been nice if Indy was the hero instead of some chick. What? Just leave, leave it alone. Let people be happy about something. All right, I'm going to take a break here. 508-996-0500. We'll be right back. And welcome back in, 508-996-0500. Good morning, you're on WBSM. Hello, oh, my fault, hold on, there you are. Hey, how you doing, Tim? Good, how's it going? Good, good. So, um, so uh, hypothetically speaking, right, you, you make a paranormal, you know, creation, and you're like, holy crap, it's going to be, you know, a bombshell in the paranormal world. And you go out and you get the patent and everything else. And, you know, you invent this greatest paranormal thing that catches all the ghosts in the world, right? And then somebody else comes out and says, oh, man, he's talking about it on the radio. You know, I'm going to look into it. I'm going to try to invent something just like it, right? But you already have that patent. You'd be pretty ticked off. Right? Yeah, but it's, it's, probably... it's, it's not an apples-to-apples comparison. Well, I mean, it kind of is. I mean, he, you know, uh, you got... Uh, what's the guy? Uh, Zuckerberg. That's the Facebook guy. Yeah, but I'm you, not on social media, so I don't. I don't really know any of these people. You you can't say that just because something is similar in concept that it is, um, you know, a direct ripoff. Especially when uh, Facebook already had some of these features before Twitter did. The the threads, uh, and again, like you said, you haven't seen it, but the threads interface is just as similar to Instagram as it is to to Twitter. And now, who owns Instagram? Meta. That is, uh, Facebook, the company that owns Facebook, Facebook yeah. Okay. okay, all right, all right, all right. So it, it's, I mean, it, it's, it's not going to go, they're not going to actually sue them. It's just I, it's just posturing. Yeah, I, I, I think, well, I heard that it, it, it like, strongly resembles Twitter. Yeah, right, I mean, so don't 500 other apps. Yeah, but they're not booming, like, you know, they're not booming like this. The difference. Meta doesn't own those other apps, though, do they? No, the difference is whether or not the software actually uses like the same algorithms, whether or not it uses some of the same, you know, underneath the hood stuff. Just having it look similar to your platform isn't enough to to warrant it. That would be like saying, well, you know, WBSM has conservative talk radio on at night, and so does this other station, so they must be copying them. You know, it's like, no, eventually something becomes the accepted form for something. Yeah, I, I don't know. When when you got all the all the money in the world like Elon Musk does, I mean, I don't see why you wouldn't sue. You know what I mean? If, especially, I know you said he oh, he didn't create it and blah, 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 but, but he still bought it. And, 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 his, and tanked it, but 
he what he's trying to do here is he's trying to make it seem like in the public's fear like they're going to have some sort of like don't go to threads because threads is going to get shut down so stick with twitter don't go to threads because what he's seeing is a mass exodus from his platform of people who are like finally i can get back to what i really wanted which was just seeing pictures of cats and people's food yeah hey i don't know we'll see how it shakes out i guess but um how about the white house that was all misconstrued i guess they they didn't find it in a cubby hole yeah uh, i mean on the west on the west wing near the situation room i mean that's that's but that's, that's what but that's that's where the cubby holes that's where the cubbies are not a cubby hole like like there's like a hole in the wall that somebody's stuck in. Oh. It's a thing where people. It's like it's like a locker. Put their boots and yeah, put their stuff. Yeah, yeah, I get it. But that's that's like a that's not. A, I guess that's not a high trafficked area for tourists. Is that what I'm hearing now on the on on the news? No, it's a high trafficked area, but it's it's where people are going in and out for different meetings. The military goes through there. Yeah, military. It's not. It's not. Yeah. It's not on the tour. But there are high high end, you know, VIPs that go through that area. Yeah. Right. So I'm 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 kind of curious to hear. <laughs> I guess they said they're supposed to get, you know, they're supposed to find out by Monday. Yeah, I was surprised because originally they were saying that they didn't think they could get any fingerprints off of it because it was such a small small bag, yeah, but it, it seems like they think that they got something. There's cameras, there's everything over there. I mean, to find, you know what I mean? Yeah, I figured they would use the cameras for out. sure. Yeah. I, yeah. I just, I didn't know if they'd be able to get, you know, they're talking about getting DNA off the plastic bag when, you know, before they were saying they didn't think it was a, a big enough sample to be able to do that. So that's, that's yeah. good. They probably, did the video, I guess. I was going to say, they probably just found, you know, a better, <laughs> a better lab that was like, yeah, we can get it off of that. What are you talking about? Yeah, maybe. I don't know. But have you seen the video of um, Hunter Biden on the balcony? No. You haven't seen that. Go look it up. You'll you'll get you'll get a kick out of it. Why it was kind of high? He looks kind of high, and it looked like it, he actually did a bump right there on the on the on the balcony watching the fireworks. Okay. That, go, check, go, go check that out. You'll see it. I, I okay. It's so we're circulating everywhere. YouTube. You can find it on YouTube. Yeah, I'll probably actively avoid it. Yeah, I check it out. Hey, everybody can make speculations. You know what I mean? But I mean, when the video's right there and it's. And it look it looks exactly. He turns around, and he wipes his nose with his you know with his near his thumb, and then he goes and does the nose shake, and then turns around and his eyes are just all lit up. I mean I don't know. Hey, go watch it for yourself and make your own. You know. Yeah, no, I don't. I don't really uh, care. All right. Well, hey, it's just kind of curious. It goes in hand in hand, you know, with the cocaine being found. And then you got this guy on the white, you know, on, on the White House balcony watching the fireworks, looking high as a kite. Sure. No, I don't know. We'll see what happens. All right. Well, All thanks, right, thanks have, for the yeah, call. Have a good weekend. You as well. Right, yeah. Got to take the next break. Callers, hang on. We will get to you, but I got to squeeze in this break before we run out of time in this hour. Um, All right. Welcome back.